thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church. Isaiah 53, give me King James, Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 5. Thank you, yes? Surely he hath borne our griefs. Surely, someone say surely. Say again, say surely. What's the meaning of surely? Certainly. Without doubt. Doubtlessly. Certainly he hath borne our griefs. Continue, what does it say next? And carried our sorrows. And he carried our sorrows. Yes, we did. Esteem him stricken. Yes. Smithing of God yes. and afflicted. Yeah. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Yeah. He was bruised for our iniquities. The Bible says he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities and the chastisement of my peace was laid upon him. And with his stripes, I am healed. With his stripes. But there he got his stripes, he got his stripes for me. So if you look at this scripture, as after the three, verse four and five, Speaks exclusively for iniquity and infirmity. Someone say iniquity, infirmity. So you can say iniquity and infirmity. So the very day Jesus died for my iniquity was the day he died for my infirmity. In that same scripture, we saw it captured there that he was bruised for my transgression, he was wounded for my iniquities, but then he was beaten for my infirmities. The same scripture that guarantees my forgiveness guarantees my health. Same scripture. Healing is not an addition. Healing is part of the package. Healing is part of the package. I said last week that you have to say it. Then you have to act it. And then you have to tell it. And some of you are feel afraid. You go healed, but you don't want to say it. You don't want to say it because you're afraid that if you say it, what if it comes back? What if I get sick again? Wouldn't people laugh at me? Did you say you were the one that healed yourself? No, you didn't say that. So God was the one who healed you. And if he healed you, he's able to make it permanent. The Bible says he bore. Dr. Lisa's translation of the Hebrew Bible says, Our diseases did he bear himself. And our pains he carried. Give me Matthew chapter 8 verse 16. Matthew 8 verse 16 quickly. Matthew chapter 8 verse 16. Quickly. Help me. Help me. Help me, please. Matthew 8 16. I'm going to read to 17. Matthew 8 16 to 17. What does it when- say? When the evening was come, when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed. They brought with devils. unto him many who were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word. He cast. Someone say with his word. So you see now what I'm doing right now as the capacity to cast out evil spirit. Right now, right now, right now. I'm telling you, right now, as I'm talking to you right now, the devil has no place in your life. Right now. Right now. You can even just say, Pastor, I get mine now. Now. I'm not even going back. I'm not going to wait till service ends. I'm not going to wait till some communion is served. I'm going to get my own right now. Because he casted out the spirit with his word. What does it say next? And healed all that were sick. He healed all those who were sick, yes. That it might be fulfilled. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken. By Isaiah. So you see, by Isaiah here, he was quoting Isaiah. They call it Isaiah in the New Translation. It was Isaiah. Like you have Elias. In the New Testament, it was Elijah in the old. 
that in my ear. So he was now quoting from Isaiah 53, verse 4, verse 3 and 4 that we just read. What did he say? Help me. The prophet saying, Yes. Himself took our infirmity. Himself took our infirmity. And bear our sicknesses. So the Bible says, in translating the Old Testament and the New, said himself. Somebody say himself. Yoruba said, He himself. He didn't send an angel to do it. He didn't send an angel because an angel can forget some small allergies here, some small cough there, some small malaria there, some small, you know, angels may not be able to do everything. But he came himself to personally supervise the cutting away of your sicknesses. He himself came. The Bible says he fulfilled it. First, first Peter 2 verse 24. First Peter 2 24. First Peter, you see these three scriptures I just quoted? They must be at your fingertips. These three scriptures. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Matthew 8, 17. 1 Peter 2, 24. 2, 3. 3 bond. You know, Bible says three, three cords cannot be easily broken. What does it say? Help me, please. Who his own self bear so our himself sins. bore our sins. In his own body on the tree. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree, yes. That we being dead to sin. That we being dead to sin. Should live unto righteousness. Should live now to righteousness. By whose stripes ye By were. By whose stripes ye were. So you see that Peter, when he was writing the scripture, he wrote in a past tense. When Isaiah wrote it, he wrote it looking at the cross. By his stripes you are, or you are going to be healed. That was Isaiah. Long before Jesus Christ came. Now Jesus had died. Now Jesus had risen up. Peter was referring to the scripture. He says, by whose stripes you were healed. When were you healed? You were healed. The day he died for my sins is the day he died for my sickness. When was I healed? The day I was forgiven. When you refer to your healing, refer to it in past tense. Don't go say I'm not healed. Say I was healed. Someone say I was healed. I was healed. I was healed. If I was healed, then I am healed. Isn't that it? Is that a simple logic? If I was healed, then I'm healed. I'm healed of anything. Healed of all kinds of sicknesses. Healed of Christ. So number one thing I said on Tuesday, that's God's will for you to be healed. Seven things you need to know about healing. Number one, is God's will for you to be healed. Someone says God's will. It's God's will. It's God's intention. Very important. This will thing is a very powerful thing. Because people don't have a problem with God's power. People know God has power to heal, but they don't know if God has a will to heal. Does he have a will to heal me? That's where the question is. We are stuck on that question. Does God have a will to heal me? I know he has a power to heal me. I know he can heal me. But will he heal me? Will, will, will. Is it in his will to heal me? Okay, they say, okay, we agree that it's in God's will. But is it in his will today that we should live in hell today? And so people argue it. That is until we get to heaven. That the Bible says there's no sickness in heaven. And so they argue and postpone the day of God's will to heaven. And say, the will of God will come to pass when we get to heaven, not here. So far, as so long as we are in the flesh, we must, we must get sick. People have argued like that. But the Bible says clearly that it is in his will. And if you have any simple understanding of scriptures, you understand that the will of God is his word. And we understand will. We as lawyers understand will. They call it testament. They call it testamentary. A testament is a document that you write that cannot come to power except the testator had died. The testator is the one that writes the will. And when you write a will, you will this, you will that, you will this, you will that for your son, you will that for your daughter, you will that for, your, you know, for this person, for that person. You write it clearly. They call it a testament because it cannot go into full effect until you have died. It is the death of the testator that gives power to the will. Are you following my point? 
And that's why there is need for death. That's why there was deaths and deaths and deaths in the Old Testament. Because it was deaths that validates the Testament. And so Jesus wrote his will. I want to ask you a question. A simple question. If your father writes a will for you, when does the will become yours? When he dies or when you die? Why are you waiting to die first and go to heaven after Jesus has died to enjoy the will he wrote for you? The will is for here. Jesus is the only man in history that wrote a will, died to give it power, then rose from the grave to personally enforce the will. Jesus is the only one. He's his own lawyer. So he died for you to be held in now. He died for you to be forgiven now. Jesus died for you to be healed now. When are you going to be healed? Now. Now, no, 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 no. Even if you are a witch, even if you are a witch and your daughter is sick and you go to the doctor and the doctor says, when would you like your daughter to be healed? When would you say? Now. No, 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 no. Now is the day of your salvation. Today is the acceptable time. Today. Now faith is. The evidence of this is not saying. Now. Faith is always now. God also wants to heal you tomorrow. wants to heal you now. So it is will. Number two. Sickness doesn't come from God. God doesn't teach you by sickness. He doesn't instruct you by sickness. God doesn't draw you close to himself by sickness. I've said that over and over. But I need to say it again. God doesn't instruct by sickness. Sickness comes from Satan. I want to read the scripture to you. Luke chapter 13 verse 16. Luke chapter 13 verse 16. Help me please. Luke 13 verse 16. Help me. Luke 13 verse 16. And ought not this woman, and ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, being the daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound, whom Satan had bound, lost these eighteen years, lost these eighteen years, loosed from this bound yes. on the Sabbath day. So the Bible here gives a little context to it that this woman, Bible says, was bent for eighteen years. She was suffering from what we call in modern parlance arthritis, arthritis. So she was bent; she could not rise up. If you have any elder elderly person who is suffering from arthritis, when you go home today, you lay your hands on them and get them healed in the name of Jesus. Get them healed in the name of Jesus. And so she couldn't rise up. So Jesus said, ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound. So it's, it's Satan that binds with sickness. Jesus calls sickness a bondage of Satan. Stop calling it feeling. Stop calling it allergy. Stop calling it, don't give it cute, cute names. Call it bondage. That's the name. You are too cute. You know when you allow things to stay around, they stay long. If you are a very hospitable person, when people come to you, they don't want to leave. And strangers come to your house, they don't want to leave because you are very hospitable. I said that straight over. I said it again. So you understand what I'm saying. We're on campus. And the bank came to open our bank in our campus, GT Bank, those days. In those days, before GT Bank and Zenith Bank and those new, new modern banks came, all the other banks were very, very old style. When you enter, they can even slap your face. You can't use your phone. You can't talk to people. You don't know that. So GT Bank came and they had a very beautiful you know, facility on campus. They put artworks, paintings, ACs. Oh, my God. And we students say, you can, you can just come and open an account with zero nera. Zero nera. Students, what did we have before? We had zero nera. So we were very proud. We went there. Yes, I'm here to open an account. Yes, and we got in. You know what they did for us? They gave us a long stretch of chairs, couch, and somebody was coming there to serve coffee and serve tea and serve ah, students. We don't have time for. So we started saying, ah, AC, tea, coffee. And so because it was a long stretch, the time was taking long. And one woman came. She said, please, we're so sorry for, for delaying you. I said, delay us. 
leave us, waste our time. We don't have anything we are doing. We can even be living in this place. If you are hospitable with that lump in your body, it will stay there for a long time. Stop acting cute. I'm allergies. You know, I don't take this. And my eyes are a bit blind in the evening. <laughs> in the evening, I don't, I don't get to see very well, you know. You know, my mama had it. And my mama said my grandma had it. You know, it runs in the family. You know, we don't really have skin in the evening. In the evening, our bones come out. You know, that's how we are, you know, you just act cute, you know. You know, we enjoy that in our family, you know, just like that. Oh, our skin is so sensitive. I don't take that. I don't eat that. I don't drink this. God said to Abraham, Adam, of the tree of the garden, of all trees thou mayest freely eat, allergies are bondages. So you cannot eat that one. You cannot eat this one. If you eat it, your stomach will be torn. Someone say bondage. Jesus said it is the bondage of Satan. Call it by the name. When you call it by the name, it will go. That's why we are afraid to call terrorists by terrorists. They are terrorists. They are not bandits. They are terrorists. They are not kidnappers. They are terrorists. They are ter- call them by their name and treat them as such. And give them an unknown government. Sickness don't come from God. Sickness comes from Satan. Number three, God provided for healing in the New Testament and provided for the Old Testament. I don't want to believe after that. Whatever. Number four, there are more than one ways to get healed. You can use the name of Jesus to get healed in the name of Jesus and get healed. The Bible says, whatever you ask in my name. John chapter 14, verse 13. Help me quickly. John 14, verse 13. And we're going to juxtapose it with John 16, verse 23. John 14, verse 13. Help me, please. Where are you? John 14, verse 13. What does it say? And whatsoever you ask, ask. someone say ask in my name, what will I do? What will I do? That will I do. So you see, ask here. He said, it is that you're asking from me. Are you following me? Are you following me, please? All right, please don't lose me. It is a ask from the Father. He said, ask in my name. So ask there means to demand in his name. Whatsoever I demand in the name of Jesus. Like when Acts chapter 3, when Peter and John saw that man, they said, we don't have silver, we don't have gold, but such as we have given to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up. You see, so they are making a demand in the name of Jesus. They are making a demand. You are speaking to that condition in the name of Jesus. You are speaking to that situation, so you make a demand. Say, whatever you ask in my name. Someone say, I can ask in his name. Say, I have the name of Jesus, and I can ask in his name. So right next, you have a feeling, the symptom in your body, don't wait for Sunday, you speak in the name of Jesus. Don't wait till it gets worse. Sit right there. Stop that, you devil. Out in the name of Jesus. You have the name of Jesus. You have the authority of his name. Someone say, I have the authority of his name. Say, I have the authority of his name. Say, the name of Jesus belongs to me. He said, I've given you a name. He says, whatsoever, whatsoever you ask in my name. Ask. Ask it in my name. Make a demand in my name. The lady couldn't talk. I made a demand. In the name of Jesus. Loose. The lady couldn't see. This guy couldn't see. Stretch my hands on, on his eyes. I say, in the name of eyes, open. Open now. In the name of his eyes, open and he could see. So we make demands. I make demands and I've seen healings. Instant healing when I make demands. So that's one way to get healed. Is to use the name of Jesus. Second way is to pray in the name of Jesus. I'm going to explain both. First way to get healed is to use the name of Jesus. The second way to get healed is to pray in the name of Jesus. John chapter 16 verse 23. Give me an example. Help me, please. John 16 
23, what does it say? And in that day, and in that day, you will ask me nothing. You would ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you. Yes, I say unto you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name. Whatever you ask the Father in my name. He will give you. So you see now, there's a difference between that and the one I first said. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. Whatsoever you ask. The first one is to ask in his name. You make a demand in his name. Oh, you make a demand in his name. I've made demands in his name. And I've seen it happen. Oh, God, I don't have time for testimonies. I've made demands in his name of Jesus. I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, devil, out. I said this, I said that, I've seen it come to pass. Because he said to me that whatsoever you ask in my name, I'll do it. But this is different. He says, pray to the Father. Pray to the Father. Pray to the Father. Whatever you pray to the Father, I can say, Lord, heal. Lord, have mercy. And so there are cases that you can't just ask in his name because of covenants that I might have been. People might have entered and Satan may have a firm grip, an illegal grip on that person's life. Are you following my point? People have entered, come. I want, I want to share a testimony. I'd love to call, but I'll just, I'll just, you know, paraphrase it. All right? I could ask in his name and make a demand and I could pray to the Father to say. So it's, it's Collins' mom. Co- Collins, uh, come Collins. Um, I want you to share this very briefly. As briefly as you can. You get Time. Yeah, so, share. Hallelujah. All right. Okay, so um, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, um, I, I was not staying with my mom. I, I was still with my auntie, so they called me one day that my mom was ill. So, it's really weird to call me that my mother is ill. Like, she's ill. Treat her now. Give her something. Why are you calling me? So, but that afternoon, my mind was really beating fast. I was like, I know this feeling, something bad is about to happen. So, so the next minute, my sister called me and she was crying. She was like, Collins, mommy has lost her mind. She has lost her mind. So I was like, I don't understand. She has lost her mind. How? Tell me. She said, mommy's mad. So as a young boy, young man, I started to cry. That was my first. I started crying and I went back. So because 10 years ago, I was not really a strong Christian. I was still very, I was still trying to stand. So my uncles and everything, the whole family members, they took her to the village. They took her to the village. So we followed her. It was really a humiliating thing. Like it was really, really humiliating. That's one of the, I knew, I knew that this one was to bring a kind of shame and embarrassment to the family. So let me rush. So we, they took her to the village. And they did all the, I don't know, I don't know what they did, but I know that when I saw her, so when they took her to, I think he's a native doctor. I, I, I think it should be a native doctor. Okay, so what, 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 what was the covenant that she was in? Was it that, because you told me, said she, she married dad. She, she married yeah, okay, dad. okay, that part, okay, yeah. So this is for the, like, the next time it happened. Yeah. So it, it happened, it happened. It happened the second time. That this, this one was the third time. Okay, was the third time. 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 So it was, so it happened. Third yeah, the third time. So yeah. it happened and it happened again. So, but this third time that it happened, it happened like this year. Last year. It happened last year. So my uncle, called me, my uncle came again. So when he came, he said, Collins, stop this thing you're doing. I know you are spiritual. I know you love God. There is something you need to do. You need to take your mother to the village for her to do cleansing. I was like, what is Casey? So what, what is the covenant? She was married to dad. So yeah. So she said, they said my mother got, when my, when my daddy died, yes. when my father died, that um, my mother did not go to do cleansing in the sense that, so my mother had affair after my father died, like long time ago. So it was the affair 
So yeah. she wasn't supposed to have anything to do with any other person. Anybody. If she wanted to do that, yeah. Dancing. If she wanted to, if she wanted to have an affair with somebody mm. aside my my late father, okay. she was supposed to do cleansing. Okay. She was so let me, let me give it a point of context. So she was in some form of covenant with his dad, and so she couldn't have anything to do with somebody else, except there has been some form of cleansing, spiritual cleansing, and that's why she keeps running out of her mind. You get my point. She keeps running mad. And the last time, she, last time you told me, she, had, she was talking without stop for 24 hours. She talked, she did not stop talking for almost a day. You understand? So when Collins, let me, let me say, suppose of my time. But you get it, Gistabi. I want to, I want okay, say one. Okay. So, so um, when they wanted to, when my uncle wanted to carry her, mm. they wanted to take her to the village. Yeah. I, so that was when, I think that was when I, I called you later. So I said, sorry, because I said, Maybe 10 years ago, you couldn't do that. I couldn't, I couldn't. You couldn't stand his ground. I couldn't, but this year I said, if she wants to die, let her die. So I was like, no, no, no. If she wants to die, let her die. So, you know, in the hospital, I was, I was reckless. People were looking, who's this young man? I was pacing around, thunderous tongues. I was pacing around the hospital. And I called Pastor Philip. And I was wondering why Pastor Philip was so calm. Why is this man calm? He said, uh, let me talk to her. He said, you are here in the name of Jesus. I was like, God, this understanding. So like, so I've said you are here today, but nothing happened. So that was what happened. So the man came out like, sorry, Collins, I've left you. He said, Collins, I've left you. And I held on to the only thing I have, and that was God. And when I came back, when I went, I think I, think I called you. Mm. So I went out. When I came back, just to, she was already, she was like, she started crying. I was like, why are you crying? She said, she said Is it, did it happen again? I said, yes. After 10 years, I said, yes. I said, yes. So, my mother is a believer, but covenant would definitely stay. It would stand. It doesn't. So, Pastor Billy told me something about lawful captives. That this one, it is a lawful, it's something lawful that they've had it. They told me that I was supposed to be mad. So, my uncle called. I was like, what? Well, call Collins. Is Collins all right? So, when they call me, they say, Collins, I was like, what's me? I was like, all right, me. <laughs> I was like, they call Collins. I was like, so, like, nothing is going to happen to me. What was that? What's that? So, yeah, that's let, me, let me give the background. So, now, you can sit. Let's celebrate Collins, please. Now, there was a situation when I, when I called and I, when I spoke at first, I said, you are here. Then I called Collins back. I said, Collins, there's something. Every time I tried to make a declaration, it was as if I was hitting a gridlock. Like I was hitting a block. Like there was an obstacle. I would just hit it. I said, ah, there's something wrong. So I said, Collins, there's a covenant. That was when I told him that. Then he now told me of that covenant. I didn't know about that. I said, ah, bah, no wonder. I said, we have to talk to God. And so we called God and said, Father, superimpose on any covenant in the name of Jesus. So you see, we are asking in the name of Jesus, but now we are not making a demand. I don't know if you get my point. Do you get the gist? So we're not making a demand. Now we are speaking to the Father. Father, we ask for divine intervention. And then she woke up from her sleep and said, where am I? Where am I? And they took her from the hospital and took her back home. And she's been normal since then. Now, the first two times it happened, they had to take her to the village. And when they do the cleansing for her, they will not ask her, now that you are normal, you now have to do a ritual. Because you have to do the ritual in your consciousness. She will not insist and say, no, I'm not doing it. You come back. It will happen again. This was the first time they didn't have to take her to the village. And she became completely healed. Is that a good example for you to understand what I'm saying? So you make a demand, that's number one. Number two, you ask the Father. Number three, you pray, pray of agreement. Matthew 18, 19 to 20. The Bible says, if you agree concerning anything on earth, it shall be done for you. Agree with your friends. 
Couples can agree over their children. Parents can agree over their children. Friends can agree together to pray for their friends that are sick. In those days when people fall sick, we don't ask them first, have you taken Panadol? We don't ask them first. We go to their house and we hold hands and we pray over them. We pray over them. That's what we do in those days. We pray over them. We pray over them. We pray over them. So three is prayer of agreement. Number four, healing through the laying on of hands. Healing through the laying on of hands. Healing through the laying on of hands. Mark chapter 16 verse 15 to 18 says, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So if I lay hands on you and you're sick, if I lay hands on you and you're sick, healing is transferred right at that moment. Immediately. If you're sick in your body and I lay hands on you, it's at the point of contact is the time you release your faith. What does it mean to release your faith? You say, I believe I'm healed. You may not feel differently. You may not look differently. But at the moment I lay my hands on you, the Bible says that you are, it's, it's by scripture, they would recover. That is the point that you release your faith. By laying on of hands, it could be also be a laying of handkerchiefs. Acts chapter 19, the Bible says, you know, Bible says clothes were taken out from the body of Paul to them, those that were sick and their bodies were healed and they were the devils were casted out, laying of hands. So I can pray on, I can pray on handkerchief. And I've prayed on handkerchiefs. If you're here this morning and you have a sick folk at home, and you could drop an handkerchief. And say, Pastor, please pray on this handkerchief. I trust through me. If I, if I lay hands on that handkerchief and you take it home and you lay hands on that, lay on that person, that person gets healed. I've, done, I've seen it, we've done four. I mean, the first time God did this with me, it was a high blood pressure. The lady was already 220. 220 was high. She had slumped, she was unconscious, she, had rushed, she was rushed to the hospital, and the daughter called me. Say, Pastor, my mom, my mom. I slumped, and the doctor says if she rises up, she may rise up, she may wake up with a stroke. And she, I've, never, I've never done this before. And I was in my office. And I, and I said, Lord, what do I do? The Lord says, tell her to come to your office, pray on her handkerchief, ask her to take it to her mom. I said, Lord, this is high blood pressure. This is not cough. This is not headache. I need to be there. God says, no, you don't need to be there. I'm already there. So you lay hands on the handkerchief. So she came to my office. In the evening, I lay hands on the handkerchief. I, you know, I, I, I went to the back of my office and I lifted up the hand. <laughs> I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I steer up every healing anointing on my life and I pour it on this handkerchief. As she takes it to her mom in the hospital, let her be healed now in the name of Jesus. And I gave her the handkerchief and she dashed off to the hospital. And I really wanted to run back to where I was. Because I said, what do you want to say? I want to pray. I said, pray about what? I said, I want to pray more. I said, what about the prayer? You just prayed. Said, this prayer you want to pray now is a prayer of fear. And this prayer of fear will destroy that prayer of faith. Are you following me? Sometimes you say something and you remove your eyes. See, I'm healed. Boom. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. It's come on. I'm healed. And so I said, so, because they just be giving thanks. <laughs> I said, this is Thanksgiving. <laughs> if this man should die, you know. And then she called me the next morning. She screamed, Pastor, my mommy is home. I said, what happened? He said, the moment I dropped the handkerchief on her and the doctor tested her, her blood pressure dropped to 120. I said, who? Even me was shocked. I said, impossible. <laughs> he said, that's what happened. I should give her mom the phone. Mom said, hey, thank you, my son. At the house. The doctor collected all the drugs and told her to go back home. She was free. And her mommy put the handkerchief by her chest like this. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus heals even today. Hey, many, 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 many. Laying on of hands. I lay hands on you and you're sick, you're healed. You release your faith. That's the point. You release your faith. Number five, through the gifts of healing. Someone said gifts of healings. That's number five. Five ways to get healed. Gifts of healings. Uh, yeah. 
In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 9, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 9, the Bible spoke about the gifts of healings. The healings have, God gives gifts of healings. Gifts of healings. In a meeting like this, we could have the gifts of God working in that meeting. And people are getting healed. Like you saw on Sunday. I didn't lay hands on anybody on Sunday. I just stood there and I blessed and I prayed and people got healed, 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 healed in the meeting. People could, I mean, that's God. The gifts of healing. So what happens is that the gifts of healing cannot be controlled. Yeah, I can't, I can't decide that today I'm going to walk in the gifts of healing. It's initiated by the Holy Ghost. So I sit there, it shows me, it just show me, it could just show me, it could just show me. As I feel there's someone at this right side of the auditorium and I want to heal that person. And I will just say it. And sometimes if I say it, I don't even know. But the person is there. I remember when we were in Roseboard, there was a lady, Daisy, is Daisy in church this morning? Days where? Is this, this is not in church this morning? Okay. She, it, was in, it was Bible study in Roseboard. And she, she had hearing defects. She couldn't hear with one ear. And because she had, no, she could actually hear, but there was a problem with her eardrums that had caused her to lose balance. So she couldn't walk straight because she had lost balance. And she had to take um, almost eight drugs every day to maintain balance. And I, and I called that day. I said, there's someone here with a healing defect. And then she, she came out. And she was completely healed. And that was since 2019. Healed to now, never used any of her drugs again. Completely healed. Now, I was on the morning prayer one day, morning prayer, you know, and I, I said, there's someone with a hearing defect. And our elder sister, our own elder sister, had started having conditions that couldn't, she couldn't hear with her left ear. And so she was already being, you know, she was receiving medication, so she was already going to hospital and all that. She was already going to hospital. But the moment I made that statement, there's someone here who had a hearing defect. She said, that's me. That's me there, right there, in the name of Jamil. And that's it. Boom. The ears open. And she could hear clearly. Um, sometimes it just happens like joke. You don't, you don't, you don't, ah, it's, it's like, ah, <laughs> is this true? It has gone. It's like joke. It happens. I remember when, um, where's, where's your wife, Edward? There was some story she told me about she was purging, purging for days. And how many days? I think she was purging for about one week. More than one week. And she's purging, purging. And I was morning prayer. I said, there's someone here. You can hear me. You've been purging. She said, ah. <laughs> she said, she jumped up. That's me. <laughs> That's me. I received my healing. And that was it. Boom. Completely healed. Like that. So sometimes it's opened by gifts of healing. So when I begin to pray this morning and I'm releasing the gifts, that's when to tap in and to take your healing. And the last one, which is the most effective one, is getting healed by your faith. That one, you can control it. That one is in your control. The other ones may work or may not work. I may not be in the mood. I may not even be under the anointing. I may not even be in the mood to be under the anointing. You understand? I may be tired. But your faith can draw virtue from a tired prophet. I don't know how to explain this to you. Your faith can draw virtue from a tired prophet. From a tired prophet. I've seen people have, I've seen, people, I've seen HIV healed. That's how I saw HIV healed. That's how I saw my first cancer patient got healed. That's how I saw it. People got healed by faith. They drew it even in my, in, in my inconsistency. There's a sound, there's a noise here. Even in the pain in my own body, they, they got the anointing from it. Be healed. <laughs> All right. So, that's it. So you can, you can do that. But when you have faith, you can get it like that. So what number am I now? Number what? So I've, so I've told you six ways you can be healed. Now I'm going to number five now. Number five is, what number am I going on the other one? I'm on number what on the other one? No, no. This, I, I was telling you that there are different ways you can be healed. That's number four of things you must know about healing. And I've told you six ways to be healed under number four of the things you, you have to know about healing. So I'm going to number five. Abby? 
of the things you need to know about healing. You must not be able to differentiate. Number five, you must be able to differentiate between healing that is initiated by the Holy Ghost and healing that is initiated by you. By you. Help me. John chapter 5. Help me. Help me. John chapter 5. Peace. Let's start from verse 1. John chapter 5. You have to be between after, the healing. Yes. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. Okay. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Now there is, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a, market a pool. Yes. Which is called in the Hebrew tongue, yeah. Bethesda. Bethesda, yes. Having five porches. Yes. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. Yes. Of blind. Yes. Halt. Yes. Withered. Yes. Waiting for the moving of the water. Yes. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool. Yes. And troubled the water. Yes. Whosoever then first, after troubling of the water, stepped in. Yes. Was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Yes. And a certain man was there. Yes. Which had an infirmity. 30 and, 30 and 8 years. Yes. When Jesus saw him lie. Yes. And knew that he had been... He had been now a long time in that case. Yes. He said unto him, Yes. Will thou be made whole? Yes. The impotent man answered him, Yes. Sir, I have no man. Yes. When the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. Yes. But while I am coming, yes. another stepped forward before me. Yeah. Jesus said unto them, Yes. Rise, take up thy bed and walk. Now look at this. This man had been there for 38 years. You know, it is obvious that this man had no faith to be healed. Is it obvious? Is that obvious? Bible says, Jesus said to him, will you be made whole? What did he say? If I end out, he says, I, he says, I cannot be well. That's what he said. I cannot be made whole. That's what he said. I cannot be made whole. So, Jesus went on and said, rise up. Because Jesus doesn't need to steer your waters. He is the river. Uh, he is the river that flows and never runs dry. You've been waiting for that river. This guy doesn't need it. He just comes, boom, opens you. And that's why you two are a river. Out of your belly shall flow what? There's a river flowing. It causes the rivers of living water. You don't need to be steering it once a year. It is 24 hours, seven days steered. You are bubbling. Anyone that comes in contact with you should come in contact with life. That's your design. You don't know yet. Praise the Lord. So Jesus initiated this healing. That's powerful. Now, if you juxtapose this John chapter 5 and Mark chapter 5, the story of the woman with the issue of blood, you find that this woman was the one that initiated her own healing. So both ways are equally powerful. I can initiate my healing and I can wait for God to initiate my healing. But if you wait, you may wait for 38 years. You get my point? Yeah, because you can't control that. But you can control your faith. You can say, Pastor, I'm going to get healed today. I remember the story of a man who was crippled and or a robot was having a meeting. Three days meeting. First day, he didn't get healed. Second day, he didn't get healed. Third day, he didn't get healed. And the robot was about to go. He just grabbed him. Huh? I'm supposed to be healed today. And the mother said, I am supposed to be healed today. With his crutches. He said, I am supposed to be healed today. Today is the last day. Papa says, on the last day of the feast, on the great day, Jesus Christ cried, is anyone thirsty? Let him come. Allow the belly to flow rivers of the living water. On the last day. Great day. So you can initiate your own healing. I've seen God initiate healing. I've seen God initiate healing. And it is absolutely independent of even my own faith. I didn't want faith for it. I didn't have faith for it. I've seen people healed. A woman who had... Terrible Philippian tools. Both of our Philippian tools were destroyed. She was scheduled for an operation in India. And she said, Pastor, pray for me. And I sat down with her. I didn't pray for two minutes. I was in a hurry. But you see, faith can draw from a prophet who is in the East. Yeah. In two weeks, she was pregnant. Two weeks, she was pregnant. I carried her baby in my hands. 
damaged fallopian tubes. Both tubes were damaged. Because Jesus is alive. Someone say Jesus is alive. He's alive even today oh, as we are here. Jesus is here. He can initiate the healing. One of the ones I will never forget was one day, it was the 31st of December of a particular year. And the Lord had come to meet me that morning. He said, Philip, I said, yes, Lord. He said, I want you to go to social and social hospital and go and discharge everybody there. I said, Lord, I didn't admit them. <laughs> I don't think I have the moral rights to this. I said, you go there and discharge them for me. I said, why? He said, because I don't want anybody lying on their sick bed into the next year. It was the 31st of December. So I said, okay, no problem, Lord. <sighs> I called my friend. Have you eaten? He said, no. I said, begin to fast. Please, what did God say I should do? Eh? What, did, what was the instruction? Was there an instruction to fast? Was there an instruction to pray? What was the clear instruction? So we knew both because I wanted to, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel like I was spiritually competent or qualified enough to carry that instruction. So I said, I'll start fasting. I wanted to draw that instruction within the ambits of my spiritual competence. And you see, no matter how much I fast, I can never qualify to be used of God. All men are unrighteous. All men. The best of them are. And God has to choose out of... He doesn't have any of us. He doesn't have any other one. This is all of us that he has. He has to, know, he has to find a way to use us the way we are. So you see, the, you got the point? So he said to me, no, he didn't say fast. I started to fast. I started to fast. I started to pray. God says, discharge everybody. He said, when you get there, introduce yourself. My name is Philip Olubake. I'm an Indian evangelist. And I've come here to discharge everybody. <laughs> oh God. The more I fasted, the more scared I became. I would just see in my imagination one person with one big leg like this. Boah. So that's it. Ah, you're going to decide that one. <laughs> or somebody with one big cheek like this. And it's something for matcocololiosis. Or chick, chickonkopoliosis. I said, God. <laughs> By the time it was 6 p.m. in the evening, it was time to go. God came to me. He said, Philip! I blocked my ears. I will not hear when he calls me. He calls me from inside. <laughs> Philip! Say yes! Is it time? I said, I'm so afraid I can't go. Why are you afraid? I said, I don't know. I can't go. Scott says, I want you to go. We're going. I said, no, I can't go. I said, no problem. And he left. By 31st December, I know it was 31st December that I went. My pastor preached a very powerful message you know, on doing exploits for God and all that. And my spirit was ginger. 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 Next morning, carry my Bible. Bah. God says, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the hospital. Say, well, he said, what time was I said, yes, that's what you told me yesterday, I was going to do it. <laughs> when I got there, I met the nurse. I said, yes, I'm here. The nurse said, who are you? <laughs> I said, where are you? I said, my name is Philip, and I'm an healing evangelist, and I've come here to heal all the sick here. He said, heal the sick or the elderly. I said, the sick. He said, sir, we don't know what happened. Jesus came here yesterday and healed everybody. I said, no, 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 wait, wait. I clean my face, no. What did you say? He said, Jesus, he said, we don't know. That's how we can only tap it. Because everybody started getting well. We had to discharge everybody. The entire hospital was empty. He said, check the words. The entire rooms were empty. The drips were removed. The drugs were on the floor. I started crying. He said, are you not happy? I said, you can't understand. As I walked out, with tears in my eyes, I said, Father, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I failed you. He said, Son, anytime I tell you to go, I have gone. I have gone. He said, So look at what happened. Even though I can heal the sick, I can preach the gospel. So even though everyone was healed, nobody was saved. 
He said, you would have been there yesterday night and you'd have stood up on this table and said, men and brethren, look not unto me as if it's by my power and righteousness I'm able to get these people healed. But Jesus of Nazareth, whom he crucified, and he rose on the third day by his name and the power in his name that these people stand whole before you all today. And I say, man, what shall we do? And I say, repent. Come to him. That was a healing initiated by Jesus himself. You have to know if he initiates healing. And sometimes you have to initiate by your faith. Number six, healing is not always instant. I'll end there. I'll do number seven on Tuesday. You don't want to miss out on that one. It is not always instant. Sometimes healing is gradual. Sometimes healing is gradual. Don't miss out on your healing because it's not instant. Look at that what happened to Mr. Sunday. He said he spoke to it. You, you, you saw that story? He spoke to it. And what happened? It became worse. He spoke to it and it became worse. But the moment that he spoke to it was the day the healing began. Now, the devil made it worse so that he would steal his faith and return the sickness. Listen to me, guys. You have been redeemed from sickness. You may not have been redeemed from symptoms. You understand this, you know? You understand this? That the feelings you are feeling in your body is not the sickness. It's an invitation to the treat of the sickness. Satan wants you to believe that you are still sick in your body by tormenting your body so that it can return the real sickness there. So when you pray over your body and you don't look healed, you lay hands on there, it doesn't go. It's not because you are not healed. It's because Satan is trying to steal your faith. So healing can be gradual. Let me give you a scripture to juxtapose that. Healing, healing, can be gradual. Luke 17 verse 14 talks about the ten lepers. The Bible says as they went, they became cleansed. They were not cleansed when he said, go and show yourself to the priest. The Bible says as they went, they became cleansed. If you look at John 14, John 4 verse 52, give me that piece. John 4 verse 52. John 4 verse 52. What does it say? John 4 verse 52. Then inquired he of yes. them yes. the hour when he began to amend. So you see, this was the son of a, of a, of a Roman soldier. And he was hick. And Bible says, Jokai proclaimed healing on him. Then I asked, when did he begin to do what? Amen. Someone say amend. amend. So if you look at that, when did he begin to get better or to feel better? Bible says, they shall lay hands on the sick and they will do what? Eh? So recovery could be a slow process. Are you following my point? So it could be instant. When it's instant, it's sweet because it's miraculous. But when it's slow, you know, it can be ignored. But your healing can be slow. And sometimes your healing has been perfected. You see, when I call you out, and if you're sick in your body, I call you out. The moment I say in the name of Jesus, your healing has begun. Now, your healing, Jesus Christ took that man, asked him to go wash in the pool of Simon. The man went, he went, he wasn't seen. He went, he wasn't seen. He went, three days, he wasn't seen. Until he, got, you know, he got to the pool, took his bath, you know, then came out before he started seeing. So it could be progressive. Some of you, here yeah, now, I might pray for you now, and the pain is still there. It doesn't mean that you're still sick. It means that you are healed. But sin is trying to steal. And I'm going to talk more about that on Tuesday. Sin used to steal health. You used to steal it. I'll talk, I'll talk to you about that on Tuesday. Some of you got healed three years ago and you are now sick again. The same healing. And you wonder what happened. I'm going to teach you what happened on Tuesday. So you can know how to get healed and not just get healed, but stay healed. Are you following my point? So it can be slow. Satan can do that and you know, play some pranks. You know, sometimes it can even make it worse. Some of you, it was when you even prayed that the thing now became more terrible than before. Like, what happened to that brother? He said, it became worse. A friend of mine had cancerous lumps in her breast. And I called her and I prayed for her. And I said, listen to me. Tonight, it may be worse than before. 
The pain might become more unbearable than before. You must hold on to your Bible. says, hold fast to that which you have believed. Hold fast. It won't say hold fast if it was not possible to lose it. Because it is possible to lose it. Hold fast. It says, for spiritual things are slippery, that you may not lose the things and hold fast on the grasp on what you have had before. So I said, listen, tonight might be more difficult than before. There was a particular boy that was healed, that was sick. And they brought him to Jesus. Matthew chapter 17. Jesus laid hands on him. The Bible says, he tore himself violently and laid down, Bwah! dead. People say, ah, <laughs> oh, buddy. This boy was alive before. You have killed him now. When we brought him, he was still breathing. At least, half bread is better than pop off. No, sorry. Half bread is better than none. We brought this boy alive. See, now. He just laid it. Some of you, after prayer, your case became. <laughs> After you pray your finances, your finances became. <laughs> so that was what happened. Everybody was there, ah, agitated. Jesus just walked to the guy and picked him up and was alive. He's just both faced. Satan is trying to steal what you have. And so you must hold fast to that which you have. Sometimes healings is gradual. I've seen people who were healed. They didn't know. They just got, a particular guy was, was, was using crutches. Was using crutches. After the service, he didn't know he was healed. He was using crutches. See, I didn't get healed today. I know I'm going to get healed. I know my, my master loves me. He's going to heal me. As he got down from the bus, his crutches fell. He was only wanted to pick it up. He said, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, sometimes it's instant, sometimes it's gradual. Are you ready to pray tonight? Okay, rise on your feet and just give God praise. Worship Him. Worship Him. He's worthy of all our praise. He's a great physician, He's a healer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just worship Him. Jesus is He. Everything I need is here. Jesus is here. Everything I need is here. Jesus is here. Jesus, Jesus is here. Everything, everything I need is here. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, I want you to worship him this morning. Tell him, tell him he's wonderful. Tell him he's amazing. Tell him he's a Lord. Tell him he's king. Tell him there's none like him. Tell him there's no rock like him. Tell him he's king, king of all kings. Lord of all lords. Father, we worship you. We exalt you. We give you all the praise. 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 I need to hear the church worshiping this morning. Come on. Lift your voice and worship him. Tell him how amazing he is. Tell him how great he is. Tell him you worship him. Tell him you magnify him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. 
Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.